Hey guys, welcome back to my show. I was super ecstatic to uh, be able to talk with Caden. Uh, He's originally from South Florida, from Fort Lauderdale. So we talk about him moving up here and how his move was coming from more down south to up here in North Florida. Uh, we also talk about the impact his dad's job has had on him towards his life. So if you guys know Elvis Duran, the morning show, um, Caden's dad is Froggy. He is that famous voice, able to uh, meet him and introduce myself to him. And we had a brief chat. You'll listen. I learned a lot from Caden. Um, I hope you guys do as well. Usually most of the time when I have these conversations with people, it's usually about all about them. I try to, I try to mold it as much as I can towards them because I want to give people a platform to tell their story and their background. And hopefully one of you guys that are listening take something out of it. But what I really enjoyed about this one with Caden is Caden tried to keep it a 50-50. You'll see in the conversation, he also asked about me and how I thought on certain things. And he asked me about certain music. It wasn't always about him, just him answering questions. He also reversed the question back to me, which I, I truly appreciate him doing that because it only made it so much better. It was such a great talk. Uh, grateful that he was able to take the time and come and join me, be able to share his story and his background of where he came from and um, his golf journey and what it takes to be a true golf player and how he prepares mentally for every match and able to have the opportunity to play at the collegiate level. So I would truly appreciate if you guys haven't subscribed to the show already on both Apple and Spotify podcast. If you guys can go ahead and subscribe to the show, it would mean so much. And also, if you could just take the time and writing a review, not only on this episode that you're listening to with Caden, but also prior episodes, write a nice note on what you thought of it. If you could just take the time in doing that mean so much to me. And I uh, just wanted to say that, but let's back to the conversation. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How have, uh, have you been with the surgery? How have you been feeling? Um, good. Just that uh, getting the um, uh, getting better process has been a little slower than I thought it would be. And yeah. I initially thought two weeks, which now makes no sense whatsoever. So it's been eight <laughs> weeks and I still don't feel like normal again. So yeah. I thought um, it was going to be fine after two weeks, which was not the case. I was sending my prayers out to you and your family when I... Cool, man. I appreciate that. I like your sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm going to hand you over to Cade. To the Tim Hofacker Show. Dude, you're more high tech than me. Yeah, I I know. any of that nice stuff. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're just gonna hop right into it. Where do you plan on uh, going to school next year? Do you have an um, idea? So actually, I was thinking about either I was gonna do a community college here, or um, I was gonna take a gap year and then play tournaments throughout the year, and then um, okay. commit next year. Community college isn't a bad idea at all. No, and it's it's better way than going somewhere. Like for me, like playing golf was, you know, I got an offer from a school in Oklahoma. And number one, I don't want to be living in Oklahoma for four years. Right. Um, yeah. But it's also like, you know, putting yourself in that much debt just to go do something like that is not ideal. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to, you're going to do all the talking from here. So tell me a little bit. How did you, how did you first get into it? Because I honestly, I don't know a lot of people that, do golf. So when I was a little kid, um, when I lived in South Florida, 
I just remember like vividly, my dad would always watch tournaments on Sundays when, when Tiger would win or when somebody would win. And he would take me out to the course after school and, you know, I would drive the golf cart and I would bring whatever club he needed. And I just like walk around with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just was like something you grow up around. It's like something you want to be as well. So when I, um, when I got to about, I want to say seventh grade, it was like, I wanted to start doing it like he did. So I asked for a set for my birthday and I ended up getting one. And um, I just went from there. I started playing tournaments and history from here. So your dad's big into golf. I see see you guys at the TPC photos all the time. I bet since you guys moved here, you guys are ecstatic now that you're a couple minutes down the road from one of the biggest golf tournaments around. Oh yeah, for sure. So then, so you're talking, you're mentioning Tiger. Is he, mm-hmm. is he your favorite? Tiger was, I have to say, you know, when I was a kid and Tiger was winning all the time and it was always mm-hmm. Tiger, Tiger. And right. he went away for a little bit. So when I was getting into golf, he wasn't like the biggest guy on tour. Right. Um, I would have to say now it would have to be Justin Thomas. Um, just because he's like they're playing for their family and they're playing, you know, they're just as emotional as anybody else. Right. And you see the passion in him. Exactly. Yeah. But you grew up idolizing Tiger though. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But then, okay. Talk to me a little bit. So in high school, you play all four years. Yes. You play varsity all four years. All four. That's just up. Now yeah. uh, you play varsity in South Florida, right? Yeah. So my first two years, my first two seasons were in South Florida. Um, right. the end of my sophomore year, we moved up here, but season was already over. What part of uh, South Florida? Um, kind of Broward County, um, Pembroke okay. Ponds. So you moved here coming into your junior year. How was that for you? It was very different. You know, when, um, when I was down there, you know, you know, everybody, you lived down there your whole life. Um, I was born and raised down there. So I knew everybody. Right. Um, when I moved up here, it was kind of like, it was just different because, you know, you walk around and you don't really know anybody. Like when mm-hmm. I would go play basketball at the Nocti courts, it was like, yeah, I'm going to play games with these kids, but I don't know how they play. I don't know who they are. Like, I mean, it's just, it was something to get used to. And it taught right. me a lot though. So would you say there's a big difference in the golf game down in South Florida than to here? Absolutely. Um, yeah. okay, especially so go, go into that. Yeah. Because, um, down South, you know, there's a lot of basketball players and I was next to American heritage and St. Mm-hmm. Thomas and, um, schools like that. They're always good at golf. They, they'll recruit top kids around there. But, okay. um, here I feel like no matter what school you play, there's always stars at every school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when I lived in South Florida, there was like, there were a couple teams that were good. Like in my division, um, I played for McCarthy, um, St. Thomas was good. American heritage was good. And a couple other schools were good. But after that, I mean, it wasn't, so it wasn't, it wasn't deep. No. Okay. Training kind of do this in general. What for a golfer, a high school golfer, what does it consist of? Oh man, that's a, that's a hard question. Cause, um, you know, I feel like with any other sport, it kind of differs the same cause you know, everybody has their own routine of getting up and getting practicing and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it really just consists of like the day of is just kind of just getting there and just kind of 
zoning out into your own world, which is what I kind of do. And, um, you just kind of like mentally talk yourself into the thought of no matter what happens, I'm just gonna fight till the end because, you know, I know plenty of people that are like, they just, you know, you have a bad hole or two and they're just done. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you never know if you could turn it around. So, um, I feel like definitely, um, practicing a lot, like we practice for hours a day. Um, and then other than that, I mean, it's just, we go to the course for hours and that's about it. We don't really do, at least I don't, I don't do a lot other than that. How many hours, um, are usually out there on the range as a team? As a team during season, we would be, I want to say, so we get out of school at like four and we would be there from four 30 to around I want to say seven or seven thirty. I mean, we're out there for a while as a team. Mm. That's big time. So you don't, but outside of the team, you don't, um, I mean, I bet it's kind of hard. I mean, do you have courses around your, uh, around Nocatee? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one and it's kind of like a, it's not a real one, but it's a smaller one. And, um, you know, I'll go to Palencia after school every once in a while. It's not as much as it used to be because I got work and I have other things. So, Okay. Um, but I do try and fit it in because when it's an off season, it's kind of, you do your own thing and, um, mm-hmm. you know, you schedule for solo tournaments and you go and practice on your own. So, so you're talking about you getting in that zone and just you and your own world out there, but is there anything else mentally that you get yourself ready to go out there before a match? Yeah. I mean, you have to, obviously when you're playing for a team and you go out there and say, you're not playing well and you know, you just got to you got to play all the way through because you never know if it could come back and you could have won because your team played well, but you didn't finish. Um, I would say, yeah, you just kind of have to tell yourself to go all the way through and don't just kind of, if it's not working for you, then just don't do it. Right. And breeze through it. Right. I know for golfers, there's zero contact, but you can still get injured very seriously with the sport. Um, yeah. Do you guys do any um, stretching or anything to get your bodies warm and ready to go? Yeah. So they, um, I'll actually tell you my sophomore year, we took a trip to, to Arizona for invitational and um, okay. first round was fine. And then this, it was a Thursday, the Thursday, the next day mm-hmm. I woke up and I was tight and I was like, all right, I'm going to be fine. And I went out there, stretched a little bit. And then, cause they always tell you to stretch cause you know, you're jerking your body around that much. And it's just like, you know, you could easily pull something or tear something. So sure. The second day I remember I hit one and it like flared and I literally had to withdraw on that hole because mm-hmm. it just, it kill, especially the back, it's the worst. Yeah. I feel like people don't understand, like you could still get injured with that. Sport, right. But I mean, people tear their ACLs, twist their ankles. It's a lot of hip motion and ankle motion with that. So first-hand yeah. experience of getting injured. Um, yeah. Is that the only major one that you've, yeah, that's, that's the only one I've had. It comes back every once in a while, but it ain't ever as bad as it was. But yeah, I mean, there are plenty of guys that I know that they take weeks off because their wrists hurt, like especially like especially when you go out and play and especially in golf, you got trees everywhere. So right. we uh, you hit it on a tree root, you hit it off the tree root, you can break your wrist. I mean, it's just easy as that. So mm. do you find any peace or relaxation when you're out there? I think it's an I'm outdoor say, sport. 
I'm going to have to say yes and no. I'm going to have to say yes because when you go out there and you're just playing with the boys and you're just out there like on a Saturday and you're just playing with three other guys. Yeah. It's, it's fun. You know, you're just playing music and just having fun as a group. Right. But I mean, when you're in a tournament, I feel like I would have to say no, because I feel like you have to pay attention to every small like detail and you have to be like, so into it. I feel like you just, Mm. it depends on the person. But for me, I just not when I'm in a tournament. When you're keen in and you're focusing on every little thing, what are some of the things before you walk up there, focus in on whether it's the speed of the wind or I don't know golf well, but I'm trying. Yeah. So, um, I might have to say, you know, when you walk up to a shot, you always have to look at like when there's water on one side and you know, you got to play it where it's not going to go over there, obviously. Right. Um, for me, it's about where you can miss it because as stupid as it sounds, golf is a game of misses and it's really like, how good are your misses? And it's like, you know, if you're not hitting it good and you can still score, it's better than hitting it really good and not being able to score. So, um, it's, yeah, the wind obviously, um, depends on your distances. The whole, where you're going to put the ball is kind of where you're going to think about it too. I mean, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. What is you say your proudest moment or your best moment through your years of golfing? I'm going to have to say it's not even like in high school. Um, when I was after this season, um, as you know, my dad had the the brain surgery. He had just came home and we, uh, I, he didn't get to come to my tournament that I played in that day. Um, right. because his, uh, his head was still like fresh and open and they had, mm-hmm. uh, they told him you can't go anywhere. So I ended up winning that day, the day he couldn't go. And it was just like a feeling of like, you know, I really wish he could have been here, but, um, that was probably the proudest moment I've ever had was coming home and telling him that. I won, you know, cause I mean, that was all you're thinking about all day is that, you know, yeah. your dad was like not there for that reason. And, you know, you just come out and win for him, you know, mm. that's was um, that was, so that was, that was a tournament, um, individually, not with nice. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. I saw that and I was, I was super hyped. Um, let's see here. So, um, shit, we're burning. Uh, okay. So, um, I was talking on my last episode. One of the things that shocked me was, um, there's a lot of misconceptions with wrestling, but there's also a lot of misconceptions with golf. Right. Can you kind of point some of those out? Yeah. I mean, there's actually a lot of them. Um, especially like when people say, um, like that it don't take skill. I'm like, you know, obviously, the, from the average person that just, they don't watch golf and it's just, you don't really understand how much goes into it. Right. Um, I'm going to have to say that's probably the biggest one is people saying that it doesn't take skill because I mean, guys like me have been playing it for five years and we're still trying to perfect the craft. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's very different. Um, another one would probably be that, you know, people say that it's not a sport and I'm like, you know, I mean, I get where your opinion's coming from because it's like, it's not a mainstream basketball, football, baseball. Um, right. But, you know, I just feel like anything that, from my perspective, anything that takes a skill is mm-hmm. 
or is talent or skill wise is considered right. a sport. Um, especially something like that. I mean, that's probably I'm biased cause I, I obviously play it, but, um, right. from my perspective it's probably in the top 10 of sports, you know? Yeah. And it gets a lot of viewership too. Right. People would be surprised. Yeah. It's, I mean, it could, it's not up there with football and basketball no. on a Sunday, but yeah, it's up there when it's tournament time. Yeah. People really tune in. Yeah. I mean, especially when they had Augusta, um, this year in, uh, Georgia, they had college game day at Augusta while the masters was going on. So, mm. um, you know, they try to tie it in a little bit. If there's a young golfer or a golfer your age or somebody that's interested in golfing, what advice would you give them if are trying it and they're struggling to keep with it? Or if they're at the point where they want to take it really seriously, I would have to say, you know, um, kind of do what you want to do. Um, when, when people haven't like, I feel like this goes with anything is that people listen to other people too much and they judge mm. what they do on other people's opinions. And, you know, I feel like that was one of the things with me was, you know, this was something I wanted to do and it's kind of do what you want and do what makes you happy. And, you know, whatever's going to make you happy and make you work harder. I just feel like that is definitely something you should take into account. Amen to that one. Yeah, that that goes with anything. Right. Yeah. If you're not happy with anything you're doing, then you're not doing it right. So to take a little break from the listening, if you guys haven't subscribed to the show already on both Apple and Spotify podcast, if you guys can go ahead and subscribe to the show, it would mean so much. And also, if you could take the time in writing a review on this episode, and also if you've listened to prior episodes write in the review something that you took out of it or something that you feel like I need to improve on because it's only going to help me and it's only going to help my approach towards these future episodes. So it'd be truly appreciative if you guys could do that real quick. It doesn't take that much time. You could do it on your computer, your iPhone, iMac, whatever device that you're listening to this on. I uh, just wanted to say that, but let's get back to the conversation. So you said Oklahoma was interested in you. What are there any other schools that? Yeah, I have a couple, like I have D three, D three schools, um, two D two schools. It's just like, you know, it's just, if I'm not really like, if it's going to put me in future debt where I have to kind of work off later in life, where I have to put money aside, where I want to put other places, it's Mm -hmm. instead I have to put it towards that, you know, I just rather make money here and, um, get better and then they'll offer me something better so i can right. come by later okay that's what's up we're just gonna talk talk as bros so cool uh so we talked about the westbrook trade how are we feeling about the uh the bucks this year oh <laughs> so far i'm gonna have to say you know i feel like people we're seven and five um i feel like people are kind of worried right now because we've lost two in a row mm. um but the last two have been to the Rams who I think play tonight and they're pretty good. Mm. Um, and the chiefs are the best team in the league. So, you know, um, we only lost by three points to both. Um, overall this season has been pretty good. Um, obviously Tom's not old Tom. And I think some Buccaneer fans don't realize that, but you have to realize that 43 year old Tom Brady isn't 30 year old Tom Brady. Um, but I think we're doing, I think we're doing all right. Um, 
We'll make it to the playoffs. I think so. I don't think we'll win it. I maybe second round, you know, um, okay. Super Bowl, probably not, but trust me, I hope they change my mind. Yep. Huge. See the big Gator behind you. The, um, yeah, <laughs> you've always been a Gator fan. Yeah. Ever since I can remember. Yeah. It's been Gators and Buccaneers. Mm. So I bet it's pretty cool that you could say as a, a Gator fan that you went to the, or you're, about to graduate from the high school that Tebow went to. Right. Yes. Yeah, it was definitely like when we were moving up here, they're like, you're going to the high school that Tim Tebow graduated from. Like what? I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Kind of a flex. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that is about the only thing that needs does use though. <laughs> yeah, no. So, and we're also big chance, the rapper fans. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I, um, you know, I felt like the big day was kind of a drop off for sure. Okay. Um, you know, there was obviously some good songs like like Hot Shower was good and oh, that was a hit. Right. That was, like we used to play that in Miss Cunningham's class all the time. Hell yeah. Um uh-huh. What's it called? Like Get a Bag was good. Um there's plenty of good songs slide around, but you it know also I just, had some pretty good features too. Right. I mean he With, had uh, what's Megan his name? Stallion. Right. And he had um what's his name? Gucci Mane on there. Um yep. He have he had made in Tokyo there too. So yeah, I mean he had the baby and Dirk. So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think his feature game went up. Oh, for sure on that album. He had uh, I think he had John Legend on that one too. Yeah, and he I think he had Shawn Mendes. So you're saying the Big Day was a drop off, but what's your favorite album of his? Man, I'll tell you what, Acid Rap and Coloring uh, Book are close to. Really, you can't you can't pick a. You can't pick one, Caden? No, because um, if I had to pick one, I'd say Coloring Book because that was the album that had me like that. That made him my favorite. And he was a long favorite for a long time. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got into acid rap after I listened to Coloring Book and after I listened to everything. But do you have a um, do you have a favorite song? Um, right. Like as of today, we could do today or of all time. Like you can play say, it nonstop. Yeah, I'll, I'll say. I'll say like for chance, the rapper all time, I'm going to have to go with cocoa butter kisses. I'm just, mm. that's definitely, I don't, yeah. that's the, what about you? Cause I know you listen to some chance. Honestly, I like chance as a feature better, right? His feature game is actually pretty solid. So I actually love the one with Justin Bieber, the uh, juke jam. Oh yeah. That's a great song. And then I like the one with, I would say I think everybody likes the uh, No Problems with Lil Wayne, 2 Chains. Yeah, for sure. That was uh, Lil Wayne and 2 Chains. That was a big feature for him, too. Yeah. And then another one I like is Blessings with Ty Dollar Sign. Oh, yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. I have to go back and listen to Acid Rap because that was such a good album, too. Yeah. So big chance. So besides Chance, what else is in your, your library? You know, I got to obviously, um, since I grew up in Broward, I have some Kodak in there. I have a lot of Kodak in there. Okay. Um, mm. I have some future in there. Um, I have, I'll tell you what, a lot of people have mixed feelings about the new Uzi future album, but I like it a lot. Um, uh, dude, I was playing it today at right. first was not a fan of it. Right. Like, what are they doing? But the more, I, the more I play it, the more I love it. Right. Especially like my favorite song, like overall right now is probably million dollar pay on that album. Way too many. They could have cut it down a lot. Oh yeah. There's, I would say there's probably 
Did you listen to the deluxe version too? Yeah, my favorite on the deluxe version was I like Tic Tac. I like Bust a Move. Bust a Move is kind of old school though. Um, yeah, I do like uh, Heart and Pieces the way Uzi comes right off. But yeah, I mean, I do like the deluxe was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have cut some off the first album and then drop the deluxe because I felt like, you know, I think it was like 23 or 24. That was a lot. Yeah. And I think they could have dropped the deluxe a little, they could have held on to it a little longer, kind of let everybody play it out a little bit. Yeah. I think it was just way too many songs. And I feel like the album was kind of forced. Yeah, for sure. Forced out. You got a pretty good library there. Yeah. Um, I got to ask you a question though. Okay. What do you think about Savage Mode 2? Mm. When I first listened to it, I was, I loved it only because of Morgan Freeman, the hype with Morgan Freeman. Oh, for sure. That made it 10 times better. Yeah. But I don't, honestly, I think after that first month of buzz, I haven't listened to a single song afterwards. Yeah. I feel like, you know, especially like the Morgan Freeman. And then when he would like cut from one song and then the transition into the next one, Mm -hmm. you know, those were good. Um, you know, I feel like, yeah, after the first month, cause they hyped it up a lot, you know, know they did. They had been saying they were going to drop it it too. Oh, for sure. Especially with the album cover and the Morgan Freeman, they did a great job, but yeah, I mean, something like that, it gets really played a lot and it's just, it kind of, I don't want to say it falls off, but it just kind of goes away for a little bit. How we are in this world with um, the sounds of TikTok, I feel like a lot of oh, TikTok sure. ruins ruins a lot of these songs. Oh yeah. So I think there's a couple that were just overplayed. I'm like, all right, that's it. I need. Yeah, it. like for me, when that came out, like Mister Right Now, like that was that was such yeah. a good song when it came. I out. I knew it was gonna be hit when it. Yeah. Right, and then when they put it on TikTok, I'm like, you guys really do this with every hit, but I know. I mean, it's kind of a coincidence because when, um, when somebody like that, like when, when he on the, the verse after the hook, when like it literally, it's like a scenario kind of thing where it's going to be put into like a TikTok because of what it says. And it's like, it fits like a scenario, you know, fits a little skit yeah, right? that people could run with. Exactly. I like the original Savage Mode. Oh, for sure. Even though there's like only two decent songs, those two songs, I think it was um, the one with Future, X. and Yeah, X was good. There's another one. but No, the, no like Heart those, was pretty good though. Which one? No Heart. That's the other one. Yeah, yeah those two songs good. alone like defeat all the other songs on Savage Mode 2. Oh, yeah. What other albums or music that are you listening to nowadays? Um, I'll tell you what, you know, I used to listen to a lot of Roddy Rich and when he first came out mm-hmm. and when he dropped, uh, the antisocial album and yeah. you know, that was, it was great. Um, it was just another one of those things that got overplayed, but I need him to drop something new. You know, I'm telling you, dude, there's him. Roddy Rich needs to drop a new one, a new album. Um, there's a lot of people. I know we're all waiting on Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, for sure. I'm waiting on Kendrick for sure. Yeah. Um, I can't, dude, I cannot wait for the Drake album next yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I know you're a big Drake guy, but yeah, I'm hyped for that too. Yeah. Um, um, but dude, you have, if you like the Roddy Rich from that album, you have to go back to listen to his older stuff. Oh yeah. Like feed the streets. Yeah. Everything. Oh, I mean, okay. even All old right. Roddy was good. So yeah. Um, I loved the pop smoke album. Like that was unreal that was so good um dude i'm so sad in that he's 
not with us. Dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, because, you know, I used to listen to, like, I listened to Dior and Gotti and Welcome to the Party. I listened to all that stuff before this album came out. And right. Yeah. It was kind of like, it was a shock when he died. Like, I was, didn't even expect it because I saw he was in, he was in LA having a party. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, right. Like, somebody like that, even when your address gets leaked, you know, you, you've got security around you and you know, you would think that he'd be fine, but yeah, they got down pat. Right. But yeah, I mean, I have some pop smoke. Um, I've been listening to a little bit of the kid Leroy though. I'm not going to lie. Really? You like, yeah. I think I need um, to give him a chance. Yeah. So he just dropped that and everybody's been saying it's pretty good. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And I'm not going to lie. It's not bad. How old isn't he like, yeah, I think he's, I think he's our age actually. Really? Oh yeah. But I feel like you got a lot of his uh, hype off of Juice World. A lot. Oh yeah, with Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You like Juice World? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Actually, I was looking at my Spotify Wrapped, and that was my number one artist. Somehow, you know, like really? I felt like it was going to be Future or Uzi, and it came out to be Juice World. Like even when it said like, "Who do you think it is?" I clicked Future because right. I thought it was, and it caught me off guard. But right. Yeah, I like I like old Juice World. Um, me too. Yeah. The the new album was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, the new album was great, but I just feel like knowing that people, I don't mean to be disrespectful at all, but I feel like people listen to it now more just because he's gone and they want to say it's good, even though it's not great, but it's good. But people want to hype it up and say it's great right? because he's gone. You know, yeah. I've heard People saying it's his best album. It's not. And I was going to say, but Pop Smoke, that is definitely his best album. But yeah, um, yeah just whenever artists or... Um, right. But it's crazy how people can act and ride on the wave so fast now that they're, now that they're past. Right. That's the thing for me is they'll go and like you ask, like, say you go and ask them about it before. They're like, yeah, he's okay. Like that was the same with Juice World. People were like, yeah, he's good. Now you go and ask and people are like, Oh my God, he's great. I'm like the best legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Um, what's your favorite Drake song? I got to know. I mean, obviously I'm a Drake fan, but Drake's not my favorite artist of all time. Right. Um, Who's your favorite? J Cole. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. He's good. Very lyrically good. I can only, I can relate to J Cole because most of his songs that he plays, it connects to um, his hooping days and going through all this, adversity and stuff yeah so i could just connect with him more but drake's the sixth god so my favorite drake song is tuscan leather mm-hmm. or diplomatic immunity diplomatic community is pretty good but yeah drake and cole kendrick i play I play a little bit of a uh, corday play a lot of old school stuff too right did you like of- gifted by roddy and corday they could have they could have held on to it i wasn't a fan of yeah. it Dude, we just went on a rant for about 20 minutes. It's just about music. I love it. (laughs) So to take a little break from the listening, if you guys haven't followed me on Instagram already, at Tim Hofacker underscore, that's T-I-M-H-O-F-A-C-K-E-R underscore on Instagram and on Twitter. I post whenever I have a new episode with a guest or a new episode just by myself talking to you guys. Check out my Instagram. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, and you guys, on top of, if you guys haven't subscribed, you'll also see, I notify you guys saying that a new episode is up. So 
let's get back to the conversation. So just real quick, who do you got? Um, I know obviously you want the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Who you got? Um, winning it all. The Packers look really good, but I'm going to have to say the Chiefs are going to do it again. Just really? because, yeah, because, you know. You're it's sleeping like, on the Steelers too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I don't know if you're a Steelers fan or not, but um, I'll tell you, like I hear a lot of people saying this. I just, I think they're very mediocre. I feel like they can be really good or they can be just as average as anybody else. Um, you know, when people hear, when I hear them say they were the worst 11 and 0 team of all time, it sounds drastic, but I mean, they were hung with about everybody towards the end, you know, but I trust me, prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, with the chiefs, I'm like, you know, you can't throw it to Tyree kill. Okay. I'll throw it to Sammy Watkins. You can't throw mm. it to Sammy Watkins, throw it to Kelsey. I mean, yeah. it's have nobody their offense. Mahomes will run it. In. There you go. Like, yeah. and then if he won't run it, they have uh, a lair and they have Le'Veon Bell. So, I mean, they're, they're just they're loaded. It's unreal. Yeah. So now I could ask the same question for the NBA. I know it's super duper early mm -hmm. and it starts, I think it starts within two weeks. Teams are in training camp and all that. Right yeah. Now. Um, who you got on that side? Um, you know, Guad used to rip me about this all the time, but I'm going <laughs> to have to go Lakers again. They're going to do it again. Yeah, Just because can. no, I mean, especially when AD resigned, I mean, it's yeah, it's a done deal. And they made, they made some big time off season moves. They got yeah, for sure. Schroeder, uh, Harold. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they went and got two guys that were unreal last season. You got Schroeder who was easily think, one of, like candidate for six man of the year, almost every year. I mean, that's yeah. unreal. So you go and get him and then you go and get Montrez Harrell. Who's a, a, like a really efficient, um, aggressive center, you know, you go and get right. somebody like that. So uh -huh. yeah, I mean, they just, they upgraded again. Mr. Uh, Westbrook fan. <laughs> How are we feeling? I'll How are we feeling what? about that one? You know, part of me always wanted them to stay in Oklahoma city with, uh, even with ever who they got. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, he, he knew he wasn't going to win a ring there and, you know, guys today are, it's all about the rings and, you know, um, Houston, I thought was a good fit with Harden and, um, yeah, me too. They went and got DeMarcus cousins and we all know DeMarcus cousins before the Warriors and the Lakers was arguably one of the best centers in the NBA. This trade kind of caught me off guard because they went and got DeMarcus cousins and you got both of them, you know, it's, it's not mm -hmm. competable with the Lakers cause they went and got more, but especially when you go and beat a good thunder team, who's got Chris Paul, who had a great season. And then mm -hmm. you had Steven Adams, even Lou Dort played good. And yeah, you just, you beat that team. Mm -hmm. You get a game on the Lakers and then I don't know. I just, you know, this one kind of caught me off guard, but I think it'll be a good fit. Yeah. You think he'll fit good with, uh, I mean, two very ball dominant guards with Bradley Beal and of course Westbrook, but you think that, right. I hope that's a good fit. I do too. I trust me. That's the one thing I want to see him get is a ring. Yeah. Are you uh, jealous at all that John Wall is now with back with Boogie? Yeah. I mean, it's always like when guys play with their high school kids and when they were kids and they played in high school together and they go back. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of old days of college. I was kind of saddened, but not surprised when um, they let go of Danny Green so fast. <laughs> so fast. They pulled that plug so quick. They did. One three and they do that to you. 
Yeah, I saw the video. I woke up one morning and they're like, Danny Green misses terrible three. I'm like, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, no. Oh, you didn't watch it live? No, dude, I didn't watch it live. But I, I it was a late night game. But part of me, yeah, like he should be making those. I mean, you're a world class. You're getting paid that kind of money. And you've been on that kind of stage for since your San Antonio days. Mm-hmm. And you know, wide open, just a standstill and you hit the front, like the bottom front. I'm just, it's shocking, you know, and to the golf world. Have you ever had a moment in your golf career? Kind of like that. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I had a tournament in South Florida and you know, I started off really bad and I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to play. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. So I go through the round and I get to the last hole and I'm like carrying it over. I actually like start picking it up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I get to the last hole and it's a long hole. So I get there. Obviously you don't know because there's not scoreboards around and you don't really know the, what the stakes are. Mm -hmm. So I have this two foot putt, this like as long as a keyboard and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, whatever. So I go to put my putter down on the green and I literally hit the ball as I put the putter down. So I finish, I finish, I sign my card and then they're like, you know, if you would have just made that, you would have won. And I was like, you have got to be Mm. kidding me. (laughs) I was like, Mm. you know, it's just small things like that. Um, It's just something like you don't realize it. Like obviously he did, but for me, it's like, you don't realize it. And then it comes back to haunt you like that. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Man, I'll tell you what, a lot of people rip on Paul George, but. I mean, Ooh. he's, you know, like the bubble Paul George was not good. That was, that was, but you pretty, know, you know, the Pacer Paul George. Though. Oh yeah. Pacer. Okay. Second year. OKC Paul George. I mean, that was yeah. MVP Paul George. And I remember watching, um, a Cavs game. It was Cavs Pacers and it was like a second round game and he mm-hmm. had like 44 points and he like, he had just won on the game. And I remember like just that moment, like that's somebody who isn't talked about a lot, but you know, you respect him, but yeah, I see memes all the time where it's like what little kids see Paul George as, and it's him hitting Mm -hmm. the side of the backboard. And then it's like how we remember Paul George, same with Nate Robinson too. So your thoughts on that one, you know, I feel like Logan Paul, man, he, he backed it up. Um, he did, he he did, he he did a great, um, I know he's usually known as a cocky person, but he, he stood up for Nate, even though he cleaned him out. Oh yeah. Like he's, he's normally very cocky, but he was very humble about it. Like that's what I like. Like normally I'm not a big watcher of them, but um, I know a lot of people don't like him, especially when you go back to suicide forest and everything else. Mm, Um, But I was like, you know, I'll just see how, cause I saw it happen. So I was shocked automatically, but then the way he handled it after was absolutely perfect and yeah it was definitely the way to do it you know i don't know about him and floyd mayweather but <laughs> wait is it is it logan is yeah it it's the same one i think oh, it's, it's the just, same one no isn't wait hold up am i getting the two mixed didn't jake paul fight nate robinson and now logan paul is fighting floyd dude i don't even know i know one of them is and yeah. i just saw the reactions and i was like yeah that's probably how this probably gonna go but yeah no you don't want to mess with floyd no floyd. he's undefeated man well let's talk about your dad so obviously if you guys don't know if you're listening um Caden's father is froggy if you guys know the elvis duran in the morning show Caden's father is froggy on 
that radio station. So, um, tell me when, at what age or at what time that you realized that your dad was big time in the radio uh, world? Um, I'll tell you what. So when I was a little kid and I was in elementary school, I used to always get people that were like, yeah, I know who your dad is. And like, I know your dad. And I'm like, you know, like first of all, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, yeah. you just know my dad, but yeah, you've never um, been over to my house. You never, yeah. like, yeah. I've never seen you outside of school. And mm -hmm. when I was around, I want to say I was 10. I started listening to the show because people used to always ask me if I listen. And I would say, no, I said, I don't listen to the radio. Like I would just kind of do my own thing. Right. And I remember when I started listening, I was like, holy crap. I didn't know he was a big deal like this. We would go, obviously he does Jingle Ball or did right. since COVID happened. So we would go to New York and he would be on stage at one of the Jingle Balls. And mm -hmm. that was like, you know, we flew out for one. They, they treat you like, like VIP when I'm just like, it's crazy. And it's an unreal experience. But yeah, I mean, when that happened, I was like, yeah, he's, he's for real, you know, where else have you traveled with your dad? I mean, you could go down with vacations too, but, um, with your family, but we'll go show wise and then we'll go. Yeah. So show wise. I mean, when I was little, we went to Atlanta, um, cause they okay. used to be on in a station in Atlanta. So I went there when I was little, that's since the only time I've been to Georgia, before that, um, or other than that, I mean, we just, it's been New York. I haven't been anywhere else. Have you ever been vacation wise anywhere outside of Florida? It's funny. Cause we'll go on a cruise and people know who he is on a cruise. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so we went to, I want to say it was, we went to Hawaii on a cruise and <laughs> we were just like sitting there on the cruise and this family walks up to us and they're like, Hey, can we get a picture? And I'm like, there's absolutely no way, you know, you're on the other right. side of the world and uh -huh. it's just like, it's cool, but it's, it's definitely different. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been my fair share, but it sucks with traveling now. Once we get out of COVID, is there any, any places or anything as soon as we get out that you want to definitely knock out? Yeah. So we went to Greece the summer before this one. Um, okay. yeah, we went on a cruise around Greece and we were going to go to either Cancun or we were going to go to Barcelona. So mm. we were, we were looking at like overseas places. Cause my mom after Greece loved, uh, overseas. Mm -hmm. Other than that, not really. I mean, other than summer, I kind of just stay here. Do you ever go back and, uh, visit the people in South Florida? Yeah. So actually we, um, when the Gators played in, the orange bowl last year in December, we went down. That was right before uh, COVID was big. Right. Um, we went down there, saw, I had a dinner with a bunch of people. Um, other than that, I've only been down three times and it'll be two years next year. Huh? Um, you're talking about how do people ever want to take photos with you? Yeah, I do have like the people, they want the full family or sometimes I'm the one taking the picture, which you know, I don't really care about, you know, they're like, Oh, yeah. can you take a picture? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. But yeah. Them yeah not I mean, knowing that you're the son of right. Or they're just, it's, it's a fact of they don't really care. And it's just, they want the one dude. So would you say positive things that have, that have impacted your life with your dad's job? Yeah, definitely. I would, um, you know, a lot of people don't know. Um, my dad started working for free. Um, he was in Tampa as an intern and started working for free on a radio show as an intern. And 
they, uh, you know, it just teaches you that now he's on the number one morning show in America. So it just, it teaches you that, um, never give up. And it just teaches you that you should always work hard, no matter what the stakes are, because you mm-hmm. never know what it could turn out to be. Right. Cause you never know who's watching. Right. Or who's listening. Hmm. Yeah. See, sometimes you gotta, you gotta do stuff for free and then, then you get to that bag. Um, right. For sure. You said before that you, you go up to New York. Have you ever gone on the show? Yeah, actually, when we went the most recent time, it's been a while. But um, when we went, they we have this thing called the 15 minute morning show, which is like right after the show. Right. um, Where, you know, they can like be kind of unfiltered and they can talk about whatever. Mm -hmm. So they had me on that that year um, for I think it was one one time. And then like when I'm around the house here, like I'll just walk in the room and he'll be like, Hey, just hop on here real quick. Like, it's just, it's pretty cool sometimes that dope. I can just kind of like talk to millions of people at one time. Do you remember what you said? Damn, that was a long time ago. How long ago was it? What? When I said that on the radio? Yeah. When you went and was a guest. Oh, when I went, um, as a guest, when I went on, it's been a little bit, it's probably been since, since COVID started. Yeah. It's been a little bit, but you don't remember, you can't recall. No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you listen every morning? Yes, actually. Yeah, because um, we have it like playing around the house sometimes when we just want like news or when he wants to know how he sounds when he's on the mic. um, We hear it outside and if something doesn't sound right, we'll tell him. So, yeah, I mean, otherwise, yeah, we do listen a lot. It's probably on from like 730 to 10. Or your moments where you're like, oh my God, just turn it off. I'm tired of hearing it. No, absolutely not. Um, really? Hmm. No, because, you know, I mean, I hear his voice all the time. You know, um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people would definitely think so. But no, I mean, it's just like, you know, we, I'm just used to it. And we mm-hmm. kind of, it's kind of like a helping way. But, you know, you also get to hear other people and interact with other people as well. So no, it's yeah. pretty cool especially with phone taps and everything else. Yeah. I mean, we get to hear that. So it's kind of, we kind of wait for that as well. Do you have a specific or favorite moment, like a bit that your dad has said on the show or where you're like, Oh my God, say, dad, this was golden. This yeah. There was good. one where he did a phone tap and it was about, I think it was a couple months ago. He did one and it was about like a daughter um, dating a guy and the dad, my dad was playing as the guy, um, talking to the dad and it was literally so perfect. And it was just absolutely hilarious. And when you obviously, when you tell the person that it's them, they're like, Oh my God, no way. And it's right. like, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like when you just like get messed around with and then boom, it just ends out to be him. And it's yeah. crazy. I've always been a huge fan. When I moved here uh, to Florida, I think we really started getting to listening to them. They've saved some rough mornings of mine. I'll yeah. say that. How is he uh, around the house? Just a regular normal dad or? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I feel like people don't like comprehend that he's just like everybody else in a sense Any where, person. yeah. I mean, people think, like same thing with celebrities. They're like, it's a, it's like they're normal people as well. Yeah. He walks around. Like the only thing that's different is like, we joke around 24 seven. Like there's no cutoff when we stop joking. It's right. 
25, eight joking. So, um, we just, that's the only thing, but otherwise, yeah, he's just, he's a dad. I mean, I like that. Do you miss anything? Yeah, I, do I, miss, do. I miss my old high school. Um, okay. that was, that was definitely like an experience where I remember my first day and it was definitely an adjustment, but then, you know, that was just like, obviously it's home. So, you know, obviously miss my old friends, but I'm still in contact with a lot of them. Um, that's what's up, but yeah, I miss, I miss kinda, it's hard to explain. I miss like the, the stuff here is great. The beach is 15 minutes away at most. Um, the golf course is not far. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Like my job is five minutes away. I didn't have that back home. It's just like, there's plenty of things back home, um, that were better than here. Like the beaches were better. Um, obviously Fort Lauderdale, Miami beach. Um, mm. Right. The rest, the food was definitely, you know, um, oh, it's sure. completely, you go, you can get like, it looks like a shady restaurant, yeah. like, but it ends up to having the greatest food. Like it's right. just great kind of family stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Moving up to North Florida and you're saying the beach is 15 minutes away and jobs right down the street. Anything, anything else about North Florida that you think can't compete with down South more? more down south <laughs> yeah people are nicer here and i'll um i'll actually get into that um my experience from back home was you know i took spanish when i was in fort lauderdale and i took it for two years and mm -hmm. it was different because you know that was the way of speaking down there it was about yeah. i want to say 65 35 english to spanish like it was it was getting really close mm -hmm. and it was it was kind of like a way that you needed to know how to speak right um so yeah that was and i feel like if you didn't know how to speak spanish they would kind of look like i don't want to say look at you differently but they would say like well, like really you haven't how do you, it up yet. right like how do you yeah. live here and you don't know how to speak spanish um yeah but yeah i mean people here up here are nicer for sure Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely way easy, easy going like down South. Everything's fast. Everything's fast paced. It's got to get done now yeah. here. It's kind of like, it's kind of at a slow pace. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's not heavy traffic. Traffic was terrible. Traffic mm, oh, was yeah. unreal with, uh, 95, 595 and 75 down there. But up here, I mean, there's no traffic during the day. Talking about Spanish. How would, how would you say, could you walk into, walk into a store and order something in Spanish or? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So what's the, what's the farthest you could go with Spanish? Hello and morning. Probably, probably. Hello. How are you doing? Is probably as far as I can get. Okay. That's probably, yeah. I was kind of like a textbook, not a speaker. Like I can, okay. like I can take a Spanish test. Um, mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't be great, but it would be decent. Um, right. it's the fact that like. <laughs> I can't walk up to somebody and have a conversation in Spanish, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I, even though I took, um, up to Spanish three. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. No, walk up to me and start speaking a paragraph. I would be in a, <laughs> in a trans dude. But so what, what Spanish did you learn up to in Fort Lauderdale? Um, so I That's did cool. Spanish one home and then I did half of Spanish two in Broward. Okay. And then I did the other half here and the half back home was way easier than the half back here. For some reason, the language is right. It's kind more, of favorite down there. Right. That's dope that you, you could speak 
somewhat Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> somewhat. You burned through it all. You killed it. So this is usually towards the end where I just, I kind of, if you have something to say, it's your world, speak whatever you want. If you have any questions for me or anything else you want to talk about, Dude, it's your yeah. Fault. I um I want to know. You asked about my uh, golf experience. I want to know about your a little bit about your little basketball experience. So I'll, I'll try and brief this down. I didn't start playing until I was ten, and I moved from New Jersey when I was twelve, I think, maybe eleven. Okay. And the like the minute because the difference between Florida and up north, down here everything is very flat. Right. And up north, there's a bunch of hills. There's a bunch of um, very hilly roads. So my driveway was a big slope. And we had this little basketball hoop up top. And I would never touch it. But once yeah. we moved down here, basketball court right here, flat, I would nonstop out there all day. Great weather. I picked it up and kind of took it ever since. I made middle school, seventh and eighth grade. I went to Nice, not knowing anybody, not knowing a single soul. And, uh, I got, I made it, I made the team. Um, I was five, I was like five, four, uh, 98 pounds. And oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I met more people and then played JV first two years. Um, and then I played varsity, uh, my third, my junior year. And then, uh, since COVID came around, I didn't want to risk it. And, I miss competing and all that right. stuff, but knowing in the long run, it's better for my health knowing that. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. better playing, um, at some point in the future than never playing again, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. How, so, so with golf, how is, how is it different with COVID? So, um, normally when, when it was around, um, when we show up to practice, they got to take our temperature. They ask us questions every single time. Um, right. When we, when we sit down and have meetings, they put us six feet apart because obviously it's not like college or pros where you're around each other all the time and you have strict places like, like me, like we go everywhere. Um, right. I go to work. So I see everybody in my town. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, they put, it's, it's the weirdest thing. So when before you could take the flag out of the cup and, um, now with COVID you, they tell you not to, like when we went to districts, they told you don't take it out. And they put literally a cut pool noodle that was like <laughs> this big, they put it in the flag and then they put the flag in the cup. So you wow. don't have to touch the bottom. Yeah. It's right. It's different for sure. Hmm. Have you ever had to get tested? No, no, no. I've been fairly lucky. Actually. I've never been tested. That's, that's great to hear. Um, yeah. did any, uh, any of your teammates test positive or had to get tested? No, none of us did. We had a full season with no, um, we actually fit a season in, I think it was in a uh, total of four weeks. We got the whole season in, in four weeks. We had like three tournaments a week. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever feel, um, fatigued that you're not at all? No, really? No, I mean, for us, it's kind of like, it's, it's a sport where it hits you the day after most of the time. Mm, yeah. Um, and they kind of spaced it out every one to two days. So no, you get a recovery day. Okay. Hmm. So how, how long is usually a season? So you fit how many weeks season into four? Um, one a week, one tournament a week, August to November. So it's a long season pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a four month season. Easily. Wow. 
shit into wow four weeks wow <laughs> yeah yeah it was crazy normally we have like like my my junior year we had like 15 and then they cut it down to 10 so mm. um they took some invitationals out like we you know the hotel uh hammock bay in palm coast mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that golf course they played there last year um right like they took that invitational away um they took tri counties away like they took everything away so it was okay. kind of just school to school and then and then playoffs hmm that's just some damn four months into four weeks yeah that's that might say a lot for the future that they might that they can cut the season down a little bit yeah then i don't think it'll ever go back to four months i think it'll always be probably at most maybe two okay. maybe two months until playoffs anything you want to say to the people no, just uh, thank you for having me on, and um, yeah, thank you, dude. It was it was a blast. Yeah, for sure. It's always always good talking with you, Caden. People, thank you for listening this long. If you guys are still listening, you guys are some true G's. And yeah, for uh, real. <laughs> hit Caden's uh, socials up. Enjoy talking with him today, and I appreciate you taking the time uh, tonight to do this with me. You definitely going to come back on soon in the future um to chop it up even more yeah for sure appreciate you man once again thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one